0: evangelization
2: is the fruit of the love of god being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends live
3: this is our charism to be witnesses of jesus real presence in the eucharist
2: good morning this good is morning. Real Presence Live, coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth, Minnesota, St. James Campus. My name is Father Richard Kunst. I am here with Cindy Jennings, who said good morning a little early, if you, you could just hear that. But that's all right. Cindy? <laughs> chipper. That's good. I'm no, Chipper. That's a good thing. We need Chipper. <laughs> so uh, again, welcome to Real Presence Live. We've got a great show ahead of us, but before we get going, I'm just going to open us up with a little prayer. How about if we say the Lord's Prayer? I like that prayer because Jesus taught it. You can't you can't top that. So in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning, Cindy.
3: Good morning, uh, Father
2: Rich. You, uh, you were a little late in getting here. Not late, I would say, really? but you were, you, were, you were cutting it close. <laughs> Did you have a hard time finding a parking spot or how to get into the building?
3: No. Well, just for a few seconds. But no, I was feeding my children oh. because they all decided to eat before I left. So oh. I'm throwing bowls on the table and running out.
2: Well, that so they couldn't pour the milk on their cereal.
3: Well, they are or? today.
2: Oh, okay. And thank
3: goodness it's half full because
2: oh, well, okay. a full
3: gallon of milk a mom knows would be spilled when I got home, <laughs> and it wouldn't be cleaned up.
2: All right. Well, I know we got a great show ahead of us, and we got Eli in the wings to tell us. Un, he's a. I mean, he's a little bit rusty at this. He hasn't been doing these uh, little introductions for a while. So, Eli, let's see how you do it. What's a, what's our show going to look like today?
0: Oh boy! Thanks, Father. Here's what's coming up on this morning's Real Presence Live. First off, we'll visit with Corbert Gothier. He's the uh, an artist of sacred art, and he's working on restoring churches. Right now, he's working on a uh, a certain pastor's church. Uh, I don't know if you if you know him, Father Rich. Uh, up he's there a, in the a, area. He's he's a, a very ch- a challenging guy to deal with. That pastor. I I can imagine. I can imagine. That same pastor was also our guest for Straight Talk coming up at 9.30. Call in with your questions for Father Rich at 877-795-0122. Then in the second hour, we'll visit with Father Justin Waltz, Father Josh Waltz, sorry, and John Berger. They'll be talking about the consecration to St. Joseph. So all that and a whole lot more is coming up this morning on Real Presence Live. So, you. Eli,
2: I have a little bit of a question with what you just said. I can tell you're a little rusty because <laughs> how, how can I be the host of the show and a guest at the same time? You said the guest for uh, Straight Talk was me. But well, it's, if I'm the it's host, true. See, how we'll, can I be the guest?
0: Well, see, but during Straight Talk, I'd, I'd argue that, like, Cindy is, is more of the host and you're the guest since you're, like, answering the questions.
3: That's
2: true. So so for, for a half hour during this <laughs> two-hour show I, that I'm host, hosting, I'm a guest instead.
0: Yes, you have like dual citizenship. You're both a host and a guest.
3: Okay, good fair. save. Fair, I like fair, it. fair enough. I like it.
2: Fair enough.
0: Man, he's good.
2: That's that's um uh, that's Eli's favorite phrase. Fair enough. Yeah, it's just an so,
0: awesome word or phrase. I should say.
2: Whatever. But awesome right. is en- a great en- word. En- enough enough of that. <laughs> fair enough. Okay, thank you, Eli. All right. Well, um, uh, we do uh, we do have a lot of excitement going on here at my parish, St. James. We are uh, outside. It's a mess because we are enlarging our parking lot. Yesterday, we took down four houses, and so it's kind of cool. When you're a little kid, you always want to be the the guy growing up that tears down houses with big machines, and so it's kind of neat to watch. And uh, and the on the inside of the uh, church, we are having a total restoration of our sanctuary in the full church, actually. And so um, our first guest is is Corbett, who's uh, been working on the uh, church. Corbett, uh, welcome to Real Presence Live.
1: Thank you. Why don't Thanks you tell for us, having me. Why
2: don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Uh, I feel like I'm going to bore you with too much on the background. But, <laughs> I'll cut you off or, here. Or, to or where to begin. Begin back to uh, when I was about three or four, and my dad used to bring home drawing paper and... Uh, We didn't even have a pencil sharpener. I used to sharpen my pencils with a paring knife, but I would draw for hours. Really? So the compulsion to do that has always been there. Another eventful moment might have been second grade when Sister uh, Ramona asked me to stay after school. Uh, Given my ornery nature at that stage, I figured I was in trouble for something, but she uh, wanted to... uh, wanted me to enter an art contest they were having locally so how old were you at that second grade oh, okay. so then i would stay after school and she helped me prepare this piece of work and uh, i did win a ribbon not a blue ribbon huh. but just fast forward always had an interest in art uh, always was the guy in high school who was decorating for the dances and doing posters but then after high school I spent four years in the Air Force, and then after that, I financed my education with the G.I. Bill. This was back quite a while ago. Uh, I started art school at the Minneapolis College of Art and Design in, what, November 79, uh, fall of 79. Uh, After that, I was fortunate enough to begin a career as an illustrator,
2: what, so where did you when you say your a career as an illustrator where were some of the places that you were working?
1: well we were based in even though I grew up in Lincoln, we ended up in minneapolis Minneapolis College of Art and Design is where I attended school uh, It was a good place to be an illustrator at that point in time. There were a lot of ad agencies, big companies uh we did print ads for just about everybody all the big agencies and i was I was fortunate also to work with uh um, illustration studio and those types of places no longer exist but it was a tremendous training ground Uh, but then we encountered sort of the digital age you know after maybe early 90s things started to change and then I went totally freelance uh, and just had to reinvent myself several times got into publishing because that was still viable Uh, and then fast forward to now I'm just thrilled to be doing what I'm doing. I mean, I I tell people, uh, and we can talk about how we got into got into this whole area, but I've never felt more comfortable in my artistic skin. With so, the church, you mean? Absolutely, this type of work.
3: Why are you so passionate about restoring church churches?
1: Oh, uh, I, I there's per, there are personal reasons and also just. I've been so inspired by the writings of Pope John Paul, uh, Pope Benedict Sixteenth, their writings on the role of beauty in evangelization. Yeah, so. Peter Kraft is one of my favorites. He's a philosophy teacher at Boston College. He has a way of making lofty ideas very uh, accessible to somebody like me. But uh, he talks about the role of beauty in evangelization all the time. So that captivated me. But another thing that happened is just a very personal uh, thing I, I went through uh, some major changes in my personal life probably about eight or nine years ago. And it was pretty devastating stuff, I don't want to get into it, but I ended up moving back to Lincoln.
2: From the Twin Cities? From
1: the Twin Cities. And what happened after that can only be, be explained as being a God thing. <laughs> I, you know, I was still thrashing about working as an illustrator. I was doing greeting cards for American Greetings, which I was thankful for the work, but it really wasn't very gratifying. But, okay, so this is me. I bring a prop for radio. This is real smart. (laughs) But it's a, it's a, after I moved, like three weeks after I moved to Lincoln, my dad passed away. And we used a print, a piece of artwork that I'd done called Father and Son. And it depicts Joseph and Jesus in the carpenter shop. But anyway, I'm getting to the point. Um, just serendipity, the guardian angels, whatever. Um, my sister's friend in, in Lincoln uh, knew Father Scott Courtney, and Father Scott Courtney was uh, renovating their church, uh, St. Anthony's. And she showed him this brochure. And he, of your art. Of the art, because he was looking for an artist to do paintings of the four evangelists as part of their renovation. And that just started something that uh, it's, un- it's unexplainable. After that, I-, I did a job for the Marion Sisters in Lincoln. And I was fortunate enough to work with a company there called Sacred Design, who handled most of the renovation. I got to concentrate on the artwork part of things. Uh, I did a portrait of the late Bishop Flavin. And then I was really fortunate to connect with Conrad Schmidt. Mm -hmm. Uh, Conrad Schmidt Studios in out of New Berlin Wisconsin they're the ones that are overseeing this renovation here at St. James here at St. James and uh, I think it was back in 2016 I I caught on with them and did a job at Ascension in uh, North Minneapolis then I moved uh, over to a project of theirs at Assumption in St. Paul Uh, this summer I was involved with another project of theirs that was just tremendously gratifying, but an amazing amount of work. I mean, there were 8, 10 by 12 murals along the nave in the church, plus the app ceiling, Mm -hmm. and you're just going... You know, ten hours a day, 10, 12 hours a day. Now, can, can,
2: if, if you don't mind my inter- I mean, I, 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 at the risk of embarrassing you or humbling you, it's like you know when we talk about artists, when we when we make the terminology of artists, we can have a whole different set of things in our mind in regards to what an artist is and what an artist is capable of doing. But I'll say, uh, Corbett, for for you, you're you're you are such an incredibly phenomenal artist, and you are so incredibly gifted. I'm not talking about like I'm not talking about your run of the mill art for those of you that are listening. I'm talking about incredible beauty. You go to the churches in Rome, and you see some of the amazing art there. I would put yours on the level of a lot of those churches, and and so I'm so happy that you're here at St. James. And so you're. I want you to just talk a little bit about how you use this incredible gift, and then also you know maybe we can before we you get offline, it's like uh, talk about your website because people can see some of your artwork, uh, but. Uh, how do you this this beauty that you that you are been gifted by god to produce and bring it into the sacred and just maybe speak to that a little bit you were kind of on that a little bit already but your art your art is several notches above almost anybody living that i've ever met
1: well now you're really making me nervous because <laughs> when actually this is the honest truth when some calls me an artist it makes me nervous because i think of myself as a working stiff with a paintbrush, <laughs> uh, I, and I, I, it just seems like such a lofty term and when you compare me to i you know people will come in and there was a woman that came in the other day and she was joking about my being Michelangelo. and i said don't even go there he's a doctor of the church are you kidding me so i'm i don't i, I don't thank you for that Uh I guess uh, what are you asking exactly? What motivates me? Well, or you know, the, thing, the thing
2: that I the thing that I really admire about you is that your faith is driving this, and you're a man oh. of such deep Catholic faith. And so, it's 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 so incredible to talk to you about the faith and then see what you're producing for the faith.
1: Well, and that's absolutely at the heart of the matter. At some point, I'd like to read a quote, one of my favorite quotes from Pope Benedict oh, on, on the role of artists. But uh, he talks about artists need the church to keep them grounded in the true nature of their gifts and how these gifts are to be used. We are here to get all humanity a little closer to God, a little further along the journey, and then pass the torch to the next generation to do the same. Uh, that, to me, uh, sums it up. Uh, it, in the, you and I were talking the other day, Father. I mean, the world we live in now, Uh, the notion of having an opportunity to use whatever gifts I do possess to, to use that old phrase, it's better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. Mm -hmm. And like your homily this morning, Mm -hmm. let, let your light shine in the darkness. Mm -hmm. That's what this is all about for me. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not always effective. I just try and work as hard as I can at it, Mm -hmm. but, uh, let God lead the way. Yeah.
3: I think that's one thing I noticed about your art is the lighting that to me stuck out like I felt like I could know who you are that you're this oh. humble, beautiful spiritual person and the lighting in your portraits are just amazing on the placement.
1: well, thank you thank you mm-hmm. that's that is key to any work of art. light is just such an important component.
2: We were just talking about that this morning, yeah because you're you're uh, drawing these angels these uh, um uh, and so uh, and how light is affected with that I mean uh, who's the, uh, who's a big artist of light, uh, Caravaggio. Oh, yeah, sure. He's the guy that, uh, really invented that aspect of it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what are you exactly working on here at St. James? Well,
1: um, we're, I'm on the proscenium arch. I'm doing, uh, uh, an angel on each side with clouds and then, a, then a banner and father, I'm drawing a blank. Help me with the banner. What, does the banner read? Oh, glory uh, in excesses. Yeah, that type is coming. I, I haven't been concentrating on that part of the job. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, and uh, just the goal with those figures, I always try not to be t- super photorealistic, but to try and infuse some sort of supernatural quality. And I'm, so,
2: I'm just going to interrupt you really quick, um, uh, Corbett. We're going to we're talking to Corbett Gauthier about um, art in the churches and the sacred, and so we'll, we're going to get back to him after this quick break.
0: Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real
2: Presence Radio Network.
4: Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 3 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. Have you ever wondered if your family's past struggles have affected you personally? I'm Father Chris Alar. You and your ancestors are all part of the body of Christ, so you should desire healing for them for the consequence of their past sins. Evidence suggests that these consequences can even be passed down through generations. While God does not hold you personally responsible for the sins of your ancestors, he does allow the effect of their deeds to reverberate from one generation to the next. The sins or sanctity of your family members may impact you. So learn how to break free from any sinful bonds in your life. There is hope. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost. And to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help.
0: Hello, my name is Mitchell Lahneman. I'm a junior at Mount Marty College, and I'm originally from Adrian, Minnesota. I chose Mount Marty because when I first visited Mount Marty College my freshman year, I could feel the sense of community and the relationships I built with the professors I met and the coaches I met the very first time on campus was really impactful to me. Mount Marty offers lots of opportunities, such as leadership positions and different clubs and activities to participate in.
3: Mount Marty College. Experience the momentum.
2: You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR network. Good morning. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. We are coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth, Minnesota, St. James Catholic Church. My name is Father Richard Kunz, the pastor here, and I'm with Cindy Jennings, my co-host. And we have been talking to Eli Gauthier, who is an artist working with Conrad Schmidt in uh, the restoration of St. James uh, Sanctuary. So uh, I kind of cut you off a little bit, Eli, going to the break. Uh, I'm not Eli, sorry, Corbett. Uh, Eli's the sound is the voice in my head. Uh, And so um, uh, Corbett. Again, when I cut you off, just tell us a little bit more about what we're doing here at St. James, or what you're working on in particular.
1: Um, yeah, I'm. In, I'm primarily working on the Proscenium Arch, so it's artwork. Uh, and there's the subject matter. There are two angels, one on each side, with clouds and atmosphere, which is I can't wait to get into. I've been doing all the basic underpainting and drawing, and now I can really get into all the fun stuff. But uh, that's primarily my role but when i first got here like josh the foreman and i um again with the conrad schmidt people i am so fortunate to work with such pros but we spent two days uh you saw us we were color swatch after color swatch figuring out that was
2: only two days i thought it was two weeks well
1: (laughs) when i got here i think i but because i had to move on to the artwork but uh so uh, there was an involvement there. Uh, this is kind of a strange project because we're doing the, the nave area and, and that Persenium March 1st, and then we're going to have to come back and do the sanctuary because right. they're doing all that plastering now. Right. So, but yeah, that's, that's what we're doing. So,
2: you know, been, I just want to make a quick comment again, going back to your art. I brought in several people to look at the angel drawings that you've done first because you do the initial drawings first. That, right. And everybody's been blown away. And so, I mean, it's like nobody's come in there, even when you're not there, even when you're not there, sometimes I bring people in, nobody said, boy, I wish the angels a little bit better this way. But nobody <laughs> said, everybody's like, everybody's just blown away by it. And so it's just great. It's just...
3: And it's on that note, okay. is there some kind of inspirational story or something that you hold on to when you're doing these beautiful arts, beautiful works of art?
1: Yeah. I And I shared this with Father a while back uh, and it, you know, I mentioned... Pope John Paul II and Pope Benedict and all these great people in the writings on the role of beauty and evangelization. But there was a moment on a project. It was in a small town, Holdridge, Nebraska, at All Saints Church. I I just loved that project because I love kids. And they closed down the church for three months so I could be in there working on a big mural. And it was all about... uh, Oh, no, I'm drawing a blank. The line in Revelation about wearing white robes and carrying okay. palm branches. And uh, so I w- had to depict all these sort of generic saints, and they surrounded the crucifix. And it was quite a complex job. But uh, so we would, I'd go to mass with the school kids every day in the auditorium, and uh it was so fun. I mean, they they were all fighting to do the fist bump after communion. Father Lux probably was mad at first, but uh, he, but anyway, the teachers used to bring the kids in there about once a week to see work in progress. And the first, uh, I think it was the first week, they brought them in, and they were asking all these questions and Oh, don't fall off the scaffolding! And what kind of paint do you use, etc. And I just said, before we deal with that, I said, um, I'd like to just ask you, why are we doing this? Why do you think your parents and the parishioners are going to such great lengths and raising money to renovate your church? And uh, I got some decent answers, but I just, this one little girl, she was just really shy. She raises her hand, and she stands up. I call on her, and she goes, we're doing this to help us pray better. Yeah. And I was kind of speechless, I kind of grabbed my throat and I said, "You know Pope Benedict didn't say it any better than that, <laughs> yeah. and so I, that's just has stayed with me throughout all of this yeah, uh, and I hope that's what we can achieve here at St. James
2: You know the thing is it's like you know I mean I did a three week homily for three for the prisoners, it probably seemed like it was three weeks long, but i but I did three stages of homilies preparing the people for this project and trying to get support for it. And and one of the homilies was about power the power of beauty, you know, and and uh Saint not Saint, but Father Thomas Dubay wrote a book called The Evidential Power of Beauty and How It Attracts Us. And I, I've made a line in in one of the homilies and I've spoken to it often, is that when you go to beautiful churches, they should make you want to pray. A beautiful church should make you want to pray. I mean our church was like a, a white shaker's, you know, I mean church you know, a a prayer gathering, you know, hall.
1: But you're bringing this beauty into it that the goal is to make people want to pray. Exactly. And and you are alluding to something that's, I don't know if it occurred largely in the 70s, but it just seemed like there were so many situations where architects, designers came in and whitewashed these beautiful churches. Mm -hmm. And the idea of being, having an opportunity to restore this to some degree of its original beauty I, again, that is so important in terms of worship. People may be not even aware of it, yeah. but it, there's just a subtle effect that it can have. And uh, a yeah. yeah. very it's, powerful one.
2: It's, you know, it's crazy because it feels like there's the, the generation before me, or maybe two generations before me, ransacked our churches. And now it's my generation that's held to the responsibility of bringing that beauty back. Right. And God's given you the gift to help with that, to be the artist of that.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know what to say to that. They're just uh, pray every day, try and do the Lord's work. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what else to say yeah. to that.
3: Do you know what you have coming up after this? Like, do you have set things that you have planned out? Or is it kind of you just work and you just wait for the next big thing to come?
1: That's the other thing. I'm on a, a stage in my career. The illustration game, there was a deadline every two weeks, every week my oldest son was teasing me recently how i had a studio in my basement and that's when we were before you'd send digital files electronically i I used to make these boxes so that the surface of the box wouldn't touch the wet oil painting and i would paint right up to quarter to eight which was the deadline to ship overnight for fedex i'd hop in the car and race there and they they knew me they said here he comes again I'm, i'm taping up this wet painting but no, now, in terms of how the work comes in, what's next, that sort of thing, I've reached the point where too much has happened with the way these projects have have developed where I just try not to stress too much, and I, I, I'm tired of self-promotion and hustling and that, all that stuff that was involved in the illustration world. And uh, it just seems like stuff keeps coming up. I mean, right now, after I, I'm done with this project, I have to head home, and it might involve a good portion of the remainder of the year and into next year. But I am designing uh, stained glass windows for a new chapel at Marion University in Indianapolis. And I'm also doing two large oil paintings for the sanctuary, one of Mary and one of Joseph. And that'll be a wonderful opportunity. I. I I'm terrified about the stained glass because I've never done it. But you
2: know what? Michelangelo, not comparing to Michelangelo again, but he didn't think he was a sculptor. I mean, well. he didn't think he was a painter, but he was a sculptor. And so he could use that talent in painting as well.
1: And, and, and fortunately, I've got somebody on the inside at Indianapolis who's going to be patient with me as we navigate this process. But uh, it's old friend, former high school uh, classmate, is president of the university. And he called me out of the blue last what was it last October and asked if I'd be interested. So
2: speak to your you know I mean you come to weekday mass you know speak to your faith and how your faith feeds your art.
1: Oh I I can't I'm I'm, I'm I it's kind of like I I'm nothing special okay all I can do is share my routine. <laughs> but that's but, why I like you, Corbett. Well, because you say stuff like that. <laughs> but you know during, every day I have a battery of. You know, a prayer routine. Mm-hmm. I have certain, There's certain Bible verses that I read every day. Uh, and so that's the beginning of the day. And trying to get a good start, I have a prayer to St. Joseph that I say, uh, when I can go to Mass, I go to Mass. But if you can get, if you can start your day in that fashion, I always find it helpful. What's, and, the,
2: what's the book you bring with you all the time? You play, as soon oh. as I, first I met you, you, you brought this book out. And...
1: I love it it's uh to raise the fallen by father w- it's a uh, i forget the author who put it together but it's the spiritual writings and uh kind of the story of father willie doyle he was a chaplain during world war one so the first part of the book is all about h- h- him dealing with that situation with such grace and power just based on his tremendous faith and the second part are the sp- his spiritual writings which are just so simple and profound and i I, I love that part of the book. And he, he one of the, his roles, he was a spiritual director as well. So, But just, I mean, he, he leads the off the first part of the spiritual writings with abandon yourself totally to the hands of God, and then he proceeds from there. Yeah. Yeah. There you go.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, tell people, you know, I mean, we've talked a lot about your art here. Tell people how people might, how, listeners, how they might be able to see some of your art. You've got a website?
1: Yeah, I have a website. It's, just, it's If you can spell my name, it's yeah. a, unusual. I was named after a great uncle, and I'm proud of it. Pr- in my adult life, I'm proud of the name, but when, as a kid in grade school, I knew when they got to my lane on the <laughs> roster, they never got it right. Yeah. But, no, uh, CorbettGothier.net is my website, and uh, I would encourage people also to go to Conrad Schmidt's website, uh, Conrad Schmidt Studios, just to see the tremendous work that they do. I mean, they've been at this... It's a family-owned company. They've been at this for over a hundred years. So,
2: and there's no that, that website does have. That's why I got. That's why I picked them because their website
1: has such beautiful art. Oh. on it. And there's some of your art on that. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure because I haven't checked lately. Okay. Uh, but i I've, I've had. It's been such a privilege to work with some. And if I start naming names, I'll forget somebody. Sure, sure. But there's just amazing. So
2: there. it's corbettgarthier dot dot net. Okay, maybe we'll try and put a link to it. Uh, St well, James Parish. Sure, thank so, you. Okay, uh, and so then, um, uh, so St James Parish, check that out. There will be a link up there eventually. His artwork is absolutely incredible. Corbett, thank you very much for joining us. It's been great talking to you, and I'm, we're going to be talking for several weeks here while you're still here. I but...
3: can't wait to see.
1: Well, I feel like done. I found a new friend yeah. and father, Rich. <laughs> <So>. Thanks, Corbett.
2: <laughs> when we get back from the break, we'll uh, go into straight talk with yours truly